Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. What's going on? How are you? How's it going for you? Well, I have mixed emotions today. All right, because today is my 53rd birthday for me. It's my motherfucking 53rd birthday for me. I have more years than freckles on my face. But what the fuck are you going to do? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's my birthday today. I already had an unbelievable birthday. Already had an unbelievable. Do I get rid of the? Do I let, let's do the sadness before the amazement? Uh, unfortunately, my Boston Bruins. Uh, I mean, they just lost three in a row in the series to the amazing New York Islanders. I mean, I'd love to fucking bitch about something, but they just fucking. You know, we were up two games to one. We won the first one, then they won the second one in overtime, and then Marsha. Always showing up, fucking won the, the third one in overtime. And it was feeling like we were going to tip it in our favor. Or I felt like the very least that I just felt they were really evenly matched. At least I did before those last three games. And I just thought like, okay, this is going to be one of these back and forth, back and forth. But it was crucial to win the first one because I don't see either one of these teams blowing a series lead. How wrong was I? We were up two games to one, and then they just ran the table. And uh, whatever they figured out, I don't know hockey that well enough. I know that Mar uh, Matthew, uh, I don't know how to say it, Barzell, 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 I don't know. It's A-L. It's fucking weird. That guy just fucking, I don't know, he just took it to another level and was a pain in the ass and pissed people off and got a fucking Lady Bing candidate to spare him in the balls, and then he'd be back on the ice two seconds later setting up somebody for a fucking power play goal if he didn't score himself. Um, that kid, 29, Brock Nelson, was everywhere on defense, and uh, Varlamov, their goalie, he just, I don't know, he was just always in position. I'll, I will say that. Because everybody was like, oh, my God, he's playing unbelievable. I didn't see an unbelievable save. The fucking guy was just where we were. He was never, you know, quick pass, and all of us didn't seem like that. You know, all of a sudden he's rushing to the other post, and he just doesn't get there in time or made a great save. He just was fucking, the guy, was he was just there. Oh, wait. Remember that? Reservoir dogs. You know, the alarm goes off. You got five to seven minutes, but, man, those cops, they were just there. Already all loaded for bear. <laughs> so, um, but I got to tell you, man, um, as much as it sucked that my team lost, it was fun to see Islander fans going crazy again. And that took me back to uh, my childhood when they won those four in a row. And um, just how loud that place got. And I'll tell you something else, which is fucking crazy, is they cut to the crowd two games ago. And um, it looked like a crowd shot from the late 80s. I guess, is the mullet back? I think the mullet's back. <laughs> there was a bunch of people in that crowd that looked like if they didn't own a Monte, Monte Carlo SS, that was their dream car. So I kind of got a kick out of that. It reminded me of uh, some of the shows I did out in Governors way back in the day. 
So congratulations to them. Great fan base and all that. Good luck. I'll be pulling for you in the next round. Nothing against Tampa Bay because I love that franchise too. But, like, you know, they won it last year. Um, you know, either way, it'll be cool. Either way, it will be cool because, uh, you know, if Tampa goes to win it again, then they won two cups in a, uh, a Super Bowl in the last year. And they start to make their mark as, you know, their, their case – of being the next title town. Now they'll call themselves title town because they only won three. But I mean, you know, that's what newer cities do. The benchmark uh, is Boston. Okay, it really is. And every other town can go fuck themselves because we were title town for two fucking decades when there was thirty teams in all four sports. Not this fucking uh, Mo Larry and Curly horse shit from back in the fucking day. That's my argument. But anyway. Plowing ahead. And how about your fucking Montreal Canadiens? Jesus Christ. Mopping the fucking floor with the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, they just... The Montreal Canadiens, I don't know if you realize this, have won seven playoff games in a row and are looking like they have the magic that brought them to their last cup in 1993 when they were not a... a um, they were not a favorite. And all of a sudden... They just, I don't know. Of course, they had Patrick Waugh before they booed him out of town. Um, yeah, unbelievable. That's what cunts Montreal fans are. Fucking 1993 with no team. That guy fucking just stops every puck and you guys win shit in overtime. It went three years, three years. You give a fuck, then you boo him out of town. Oh, God, I love bringing that up. And I always will until you win your next cup, which might be. You're only eight games away, but you're going up. Is it going to be the Vegas Knights? Did they beat the Avs who were looking like fucking world beaters? I was just out in fucking uh, Colorado at Red Rocks checking that place out because I might film a little something there. And uh, somebody was saying like, yeah, yeah the Avs are going to fucking, we're, we're going to fucking wipe your fucking ass. Next. They were talking all this shit. I was like, yeah, you guys look great. Let's see what happened. Vegas Knights. You know what I just realized is that also mean could be like N-I-G-H-T. All right. The series is 3-2. Oh, boy. Oh, God. This is a birthday wish. Do I really hit decline? I can't hit decline. This is my nephew. And I did hit decline. So fucking funny. And I ended up hitting decline by accident. How the fuck did I just do that? It's like, I don't want to hit the climb, and I just hit the climb. Oh, no. That's worse than not picking up. I just hit the climb. Well, I got to fucking stick with it now. What an asshole. That's like when you're fucking mad at somebody, and you want to talk shit about them, and then you send the person you're mad about a text. <laughs> um, anyway, the Golden Knights... The Golden Knights are uh, are playing tonight. I'm going to watch that series now. I'm fucking over it. You know, it was just clear that the um, that the uh, the Islanders were the better team this year. I mean, just I mean, they just dominated, fucking dominated. We, you know, we had a nice little bit of a comeback in Game Five, but it wasn't enough. In um, Game Five, too. I mean, what the fuck? Forty-four shots to nineteen, and we lose five to four. So, um, 
but I think, you know, Cam Neely and everybody did such a great job with the Bruins team again this year, and uh, they always seem to make the right moves to make us better. So we shall see what happens next season, you know. I don't give a fuck what happens. I'm always going to watch them. That's it. It's called being a fan. Okay, there you go, you bandwagon motherfuckers. All right, anyway, plowing ahead here. Um... Okay, so that was that was the hey, I'll tell that was a rough one. That was the bad part of the uh, of of my night last night. By the way, let's check in on the Brooklyn Nets. That little you know upstart team that won by like forty points in their first fucking game. It's so stupid. <laughs> They're up two games to none. Oh well, let's take a look at the series. Let's take a look at the series. Brooklyn Nets. Do I even want to look at this? What did they win the second game by? 50? Game two. That's what I need to look up. The game two highlights. Game two score. Let's see what happened. Uh, Game two, 125 to 86. I mean, is that the same fucking thing again? 39. That was game two. Okay, what was game one? Game one score. Uh, 115, 107. That was actually a game there for a second. Um, anyway, why is why did I shake off the Bruins loss? Because today is my birthday, and my wife went out and got me the coolest fucking gift I've ever had. You know those cameos where celebrities wish you a happy birthday? The, the person, the best cameos out there are uh, Sebastian Bach, um, one of the great lead singers, front man, one of, a huge fan of his. She got, me, uh, she got me the cameo of him wishing me happy birthday, and I just sat there just freaking the fuck out. I mean, I kind of knew she was going to do it because I was saying, listen, I don't need anything. I got enough T-shirts and bullshit. I want, you know, I want to see... Uh, Sebastian wished me a happy birthday and she got it for me. And it was just like, why I became a fan of his cameos is because the guy goes all out. They're like, he'll do like 15 minutes. Shows you around his house. Or the one he did for me, he was at some Kiss Museum and he was showing all the stuff that he had. It was hilarious. He's like, these are the Kiss pillows. I got that one, I got that one, I need that one. Um, it was so fucking awesome. So thank you to him. Thank you to my wife and everything. I, I, uh, she did take a little video of me. I was, she gave me breakfast in bed with waffles, and I watched Sebastian Buck wish me a happy birthday, uh, who, for my money, is one of the best front men of all time. I always tell you guys this. Watch him sing Monkey Business on SNL. And the guy's he's, he's acting like he's at the fucking O2 arena. And, you know, he's, he's in front of, like, 400 people, and the guy is acting like it's 4 million. It's, uh, it's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. I love that guy. So thank you to him and thank you to my wife uh, for making that happen. It was, um, it was so surreal. And every time he said my name, you don't understand. Like I saw them open for Aerosmith at the Boston Garden, New Year's Eve, December 31st, 1989. I had just lost my license for drinking and driving. Things were not going for this orange-headed jerk-off. Uh, but I went to that show and... Um, and I just had like the best, I had the best time. And he came out and they were a new band. That was their first album. 
And they came out and they just fucking ripped. And he was funny, you know, when he was talking in between the, uh, the songs and everything. And, uh, and then, of course, Aerosmith came out. The Bad Boys of Boston. And I remember at the end of the night, I think they all came out. There was some sort of like set they had that Aerosmith had. I want to say it was either a subway. I think it was a subway. And they acted like they all got out of the subway, you know, at the Boston Garden or something like that. I forget what it was a long time ago. Jesus Christ, almost 32 years ago. And in the end, they did the countdown and they all came out. And they were having, you know, I think Aerosmith was sober by then. So they were probably just having some sort of fucking fruit punch or some shit. But uh, everybody came out and toasted the crowd. It was awesome. And uh, if you ever told, you know, old freckled Billy with no driver's license <laughs> at that point that Sebastian Bach, uh, Sebastian Bach the lead, lead singer of uh, Skid Row, was going to wish me a happy birthday someday. I mean, that would have been it. That would have been it for me. So thank you to him and my wife for making it happen because it was fucking awesome. Greatest birthday gift ever, hands down, not even close. Um, all right, so getting back to... Um, Let's see here. What did I want to talk about? Oh, yeah, you got to see this new documentary. This new documentary out on uh, Showtime called The Kings. And this is about um, my favorite time in boxing uh, when I was growing up. Everybody talks about Mike Tyson in the 80s, but Mike Tyson in the 80s was total domination, like the fucking Islanders the last three games against my Bruins. He, he, was just, he just dominated everybody. And, um, but like, if you just wanted to see, like, I don't know, just four of the greatest fighters of all time, not only fighting at the same time, but fighting each other. It was, um, I guess that welterweight, middleweight division. So it, uh, this documentary is about that time. Um, it's about Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hitman Hearns, Marvin Hagler, and uh, Hands of Stone there. Um, the fuck am I going blank on his name there? Um, dude, what the fuck? I, I, I swear to God, I got I to gotta start taking that alpha brain shit. I literally just watched three episodes of it last night, and I'm going totally blank on his name. Hands of Stone. Come on, Bill. Roberto Duran, what an asshole I am. And I, you know, they had the whole backstory of him, all the shit that was going on in Panama. And you know what's cool is they, they do like, they do like this parallel of uh, what was going on in politics, what was going on in America at the time. And, um, you know, Jimmy Carter, he, he just always got shit back then. He was like, I feel like the last like humanitarian that was ever president that really seemed to like, just care about just humanity in general. Beyond caring about American people, he just cared about people and human rights and that type of stuff. So, of course, he was destroyed, you know, and viewed as weak and all of this shit. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of speeches he gave. He gave at one point, he goes, you know, who you are as a person used to be about what you did, not what you had. And he kind of gave America this stern talking to about consumption. And how it was an empty pursuit. 
That's what he was talking about right before Greed is Good came in. And then Reagan came in, who just was like, you know, I mean, he was a fucking movie star. The guy had like, you know, I, I mean, I know there's been some people that came along that had some star power since then, but this guy was like a legit movie star, which is why back in the day, you know, I think back in way back in the day, like Roman times or something, or, Gre- or in Greece, they would not let actors run for political office because they were like, well, they're, they're too good at faking shit. We're not going to know what they're really thinking, right? So they cut to him and he's, you know, got that smile and he just, you know, yeah, that's what it is. But I didn't realize that that guy uh, was the one doing the make, it, make America Great Again. And the people who put together this documentary were obviously not fans of his. So they made it look like he was sort of doing that dog whistle race baiting shit. Oh, look who's here. Gotta finish it now. Happy birthday to you. To you. Thank you. Come on Why in. Did I come in and, and you're in the middle of saying something about race baiting. Oh, because you you tapped out on that that documentary, and I was saying how I didn't realize. I mean, the people who make the documentary are obviously not fans of his. So fans you, of who's? Uh, Ronald Reagan. Okay. And he was the guy that did the first "Make America Great Again." And he was doing that whole, you know, getting back to the way it was. You know, white people, we look back, you know, the good old days for us are not the good old days for you guys there. So he was doing that. Now, whether he was just being, you know, you know, living in his white world when he said it, but they were saying that he was doing the whole dog whistle thing for, uh, you know, let's get this back to the way it was. But I will say this, though. They did show this part in the documentary, which was a, a part of America that I remember when I was a kid where... You know, there was guys who were just like the milkman. And he could have, he could make enough money to have a stay-at-home wife. Mm-hmm. And all he did was drive a truck, drop off milk bottles, and pick up empty ones. Mm-hmm. The simplicity of that life. And he had enough money to have a house. And if his wife wanted to work, she could work. If she didn't, she didn't have to. And everybody was fine. And you had food on the fucking table. And um, they were talking about, they showed this, this great bit uh about as white as the milk he delivered every day. <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> Why? Everybody, people had that. Black people had I, that too. I, if you know, but I, I just wanted to make a milk and white joke. <laughs> I know, it wasn't great. I just wanted, I just wanted to do it. <laughs> oh, now who's race baiting? So, uh, the old race bait. The old race bait. Um, so anyway, listen to me. Yeah, I'm trying I to sit that. next to me too because my stupid fucking thing is screwed up. I have two microphones, but they're messed up now. Else for your birthday right now, but it requires me kind of being on my phone. But I'm here for you, baby. Hey, so why you- did you come out here if you're not going to be on I the just podcast? Came out here to be loud and be like, "Happy birthday!" All are, right, well, are you going to be down next to me here? Are you going to be here this afternoon? I'm not doing shit today. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, just making sure. I, but I got. I do have to leave for the gym in like ten minutes. So we were talking about. So they were showing how old face when Detroit <laughs> old face killer. When, <laughs> when Detroit in the 60s was sort old of the... Face. Say hello to my old friend. 
trying to think of what other puns I could make today. All right. I thought you came out here <laughs> to participate. I didn't think you came out here to just trash me. Did you tell them about your birthday gift? Yes, I did. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> what is he saying, by the way? What do you mean, what is he saying? What is, I don't The know, entire I, skid row. I don't know what they said. 18 is like you got it. 18 is like you know. But a good no, do they that's say, poison, you asshole. They say, um, ragdoll, daddy's really cutie. That's Aerosmith, you jerk face. Awesome, sugar, oh man. That's Def Leppard. I said, jump. That's Van Halen. <laughs> Go ahead and jump. Or what about, um, back and play? That's ACDC. <laughs> What about? I'm impressive that you know. I'm impressed that you know all these songs. <laughs> um, I wanna rock, rock. rock. Ba, 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 twisted they sister. Say, oh. Do they sing? Um, S <laughs> A T U R D A Y. That's the Bay City Rollers. <laughs> <laughs> Do they sing? Wow! Yeah. Is that what their song sounds like? That might be Joan Jett. I don't know who that last one. <laughs> what uh, did they say? 18 in Life. Nope, don't know it. Youth Gone Wild. Don't know it. Monkey Business, my favorite one. Don't know well, it. You should know it. Sounds you should down. Don't know it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to have to take you out to go see them. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. I like how you keep going, what else? I just named their three biggest hits. Like, you're going to know some deep cut. Oh, she's my cherry pie. They sang that one, right? No, that was Warrant. <laughs> well, Not Warrant. That was, uh, what was that? That's when all the W bands came out. It was Warrant, White Lion, uh, Great White. Did they sing, heaven isn't too far away, or whatever those words are. Yeah, I don't forget who that was. Oh. But that was a, that's when it was ending. That's when it was like ending, and then then Skid Row came along, and they fucking were crushing it. Oh, they say girls, girls, girls. Motley Crue. Oh. <laughs> okay. I really don't know their catalog. I've showed it to you. <laughs> How many times have I showed you that that clip of 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 them on SNL when they sang Monkey Business, and he just fucking just destroys. Hmm. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm kind of feeling like my birthday's over and like no! we're going back to just being the jerk that you always are to me. <laughs> it's birthday. Anyway! <laughs> so they were showing how all of, you didn't have to have like a high school education. You could get a job in, um, you know, one of the big three, uh, Chrysler, Ford, or G, uh, GM, and you could, you could work, build these cars. You could afford to have a car. You could have a house. And, it was, and I just remember just watching it like, why couldn't they just let us have that? You know, just keep letting us have that. And they could still have their fucking house on the hill and look down on blue-collar people, but why would you take that away from the fucking middle class? And then what I love is that morons blame Republicans and fucking uh, Democrats, which I felt this documentary was kind of acting, you know, going to do, oh, then the Republicans came in. It's like, it's corporations that own them. You know, that's what I feel. I just, I think they all work for the same people. But it went back to that period, and they showed Detroit before the, the race riots and everything, and then the white flight and all that, and what an amazing city 
that it was. And it's just, uh, it's just a fucking shame that people don't get along and then stuff like that happens and 50 years later they're still dealing with it. That's all, Nia. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you feel pretty strongly about it. Well, maybe I need to give it another chance. I did. I talked you know about something, about Nia? 20 minutes. People have been saying for a while, where's Nia? She needs to come back on the I podcast. And you're coming me. out here. I missed you guys, too. And you're coming out here. Great. Phoning it in. It feels great to be back. I don't feel like I'm phoning it in. What are you talking about? You're it's sitting your here. Birthday. I keep. <laughs> I like. I, don't do that. Don't do what? Because you're being sweet. And then I take a step towards you. And then you talk about my old face. And then I pull away, and then you go, oh, come here. Yeah, the old push-pull. I know. Don't do that. How do you feel? I feel fine. I, feel f I felt fucking great uh, when I, I just the cameo thing. That's all I needed. Mm -hmm. That's all I needed. You got me a couple of new hats for my fucking old bald head. I didn't get you that. The kids got me Oh, the that. kids got me that. Yes, oh, yeah. The kids got you that. My daughter came in and was just <laughs> like, happy birthday, Chad. She had that cute look, and she sang so happy cute. birthday to me. Yeah. It's over. He gave me waffles in bed. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. That's it. So I'm, I'm, I'm done. And now I'm not doing shit for the rest of the day other than this podcast. Good. So why, let me ask you this, Nia, because yeah. the fans want to know. Mm -hmm. Okay, why do you think the Boston Bruins just couldn't figure out the New York Islanders once they, once they evidently figured us out, figured us out how to beat us? What happened? What would you say were the top three... Uh, breakdowns or, 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 or whatever that caused us to just get so unceremoniously booted from the playoffs? Wow. You know, that's a complex question. But, you know, what I noticed was that Chara was, like, really in his head, you know, and so that has a lot to do with it. Also... It's probably because he was traded to the Capitals, but go ahead. Well, that's the thing, and that just affected the whole team <laughs> morale. Exactly. Exactly, Bill. I mean, how do you think that affects everybody else? It's like, we love the guy. Now he's playing for somebody else. Oh, man, we're not going to be as strong as we used to be. That was pretty good, though. That Until you started laughing at it, like, that wasn't bad. Like, missing Chara. I, I'll go I with that. I miss him so much. All right, give me the second one. Um, the second one, it's like, did you guys see, like, the rink? Like, the ice? Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it just felt like it looked a little, like, slick. Like, slicker than normal? Like, a little wet? Like, I don't know. Like, so, I don't did you know. think the Islanders were a faster team? So, maybe they made the ice a little cooler so I, they could skate a little faster? I, I, I just feel like there was some weird shit going on with that. Because when I was looking at it, I was like, hmm. Okay. looks a little... All right, I like that. Okay, a little conspiracy theory. A um, little, we missed the old guy. Okay, number three, what do you got? Also, I just felt like the referees were... I don't know. Like, there was one guy, he was looking really like shady to me like I don't know the guy personally but like I just he was kind of standing in the corner he was like like his eyes going back and forth and he was like rubbing his hands together and he was like like he was whispering to the other referee. yeah it's not good when the refs are whispering to one another I was like what are they talking about All right. you know well what I mean? you know what and so I just felt like oh and then then they also were like whispering to the coach of the team that won and it was like, what are they whispering Islanders. about? The Islanders. It was like, what are you guys whispering? Oh, are you on an island of your own? Like, see, what is that about? What does that mean? So, I don't know. There's just a lot of... All right. That was Nia Renee Hill. Going on. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I didn't all. like it one bit. Not one bit. So, if you had to choose between... Uh, 
<laughs> the Vegas Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. Who's winning that series? Ooh, well, here's the thing about the Vegas Knights. It's a gamble. <laughs> Am I right? Um, <laughs> All right. All right, Nia. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Thank you for being on the podcast. Amusing yourself. Am I right? Come on, people. All right, I have to read advertising here. Thank you so much. Oh, for the, is for that the it? no for the cameo. Oh. The cameo, man. This is Bill reading the advertising. Uh fucking what does this say? All right, here we go. Butcher box. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty accurate. All right. But uh definitely check out check out uh the uh, the Kings on, on Showtime. Um, I had no idea. I always thought that Sugar Ray Leonard fought Tommy Hearns and lost the first time and then had to come back and beat him the same way he lost to Duran first and then had to come back and beat him. I didn't realize that Tommy had that fight won. But uh, I always thought that the weakness of Tommy Hearns was that he loved to fight. So even if he had a fight won... He, if you started just wanted to just stand flat-footed and trade, he was all about that. And it's because of that that when he fought Marvin Hagler, that, that the greatest round in boxing, they say, the first round, um, um, Marvin Hagler versus uh, Tommy Hearns. And I just, I don't know, it just took me back to that whole time. And you know what's so funny? To watch that documentary on the heels of that fucking YouTube guy and uh, Mayweather... And even really Mayweather's last like six fights. And now he's like, I guess somebody said he was bragging about he's the best legal bank robber out there. Who said that? Mayweather, which is kind of funny <laughs> as a comedian. I have to admit, it's kind of funny to be like, hey, you dumb fucks, I stole your money again. We're like, we know. Fucking disgusting. Uh, okay. Fucking disgusting. I know, but we still watch it. All right, shh. Just, let me shush you here. I got to read this here. All right, Mac Weldon, everybody. Um, when that Mackie starts fucking welding, he's going to kick off your summer with style. With brands that's reinventing men's basics. Mark Weldon. Mark Weldon's full collection includes T-shirts, polos, buttons up, shorts, and pants. I thought it would say short pants. Shorts, pants, swimwear, and so much more. With light and breathable fabric technology, Mac Weldon keeps you cool and comfortable all summer. From working to working out, happy hour to playing with your kids, Mac Weldon has men's essentials for whatever your day includes. Dive into Mac Weldon's swim line with trunk and board shorts, uh, short options that are quick to dry and have four-way stretch fabric. So no matter which way you're bending, forward, backward, this way, that way, you got your leg up, it's, it's stretching with you. Uh, you're not in the... Uh, when you're not in the pool, Mack Weldon's new Maverick Tech Chino shorts and radius shorts are the perfect addition to your summer wardrobe. They'll keep you comfortable so you can confidently power through your most active days. Mack Weldon also has a free loyalty program called Weldon Blue. Level 1 gets you free shipping for life. Once you reach level 2, by spending 200 you get 20% off every order for the next year. Stay cool this summer and looking great doing it with all doing it with all new collections of men's essentials from Mack Weldon. Uh, for 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com, W-E-L-D-O-N, 
uh, com slash burn. Enter the promo code burr. That's Mac Weldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com slash burr. Promo code burr. That's for 20% off. Mac Weldon, reinventing men's basics. That's pretty good. All right. Helix, everybody. Helix? There's nobody on the planet like you. Woo, woo, woo. So why would you buy a generic mattress built for everyone else? Helix Sleep has a question that uh, has a quiz that just takes two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why? Why would you buy a mattress made from someone else? With Helix, Helix, uh, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. Everybody's unique. Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. Gross. And even a Helix mattress for plus-size folks. Oh it's been awesome getting messages from so many of you who also find the Helix mattress of your dreams. What are you freaking out about? Not the copy. No. All right. Handle whatever you handle. All right. So if you're looking for a mattress... You take the quiz, you order the mattress that you're matched to, and the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't even need to go to a mattress store again. Just go to helixsleep.com slash burr. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you, try to, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it. But you will. Uh, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash burr. All right, we got one more here. Oh, my bookie, how the fuck you doing? Hey, everybody, UFC 263, 263, 263, however you say it, is going down this weekend. And if you're scrambling to place your bets, problem solved. Mybookie.ag has you covered. Better yet, use our promo code BIRD to grab yourself a deposit bonus up to $1,000 and take advantage of fights uh, like the highly anticipated rematch between Israel Adesina and Marvin Vettery. Uh, let's be honest, the only thing more exciting than watching two beasts throwing haymakers is cash in your account when the final bell rings. And if you want NBA and NHL playoff action, my bookie has no shortage of game lines, championship futures, and they've got the best player props in the industry. Sign up, use the promo code Burr at mybookie.com, AG, to grab yourself some extra funds on top of your deposit and stay and start your day off with a win. That's extra cash in your cunt, I, your account. You're a cunt. That's extra cash in your account, so you get the best. You get you bet the best games and events all summer long. MyBookie.ag, promo code BURR, B-U-R-R. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Jesus, I'd like to tell you that was the worst I've ever done, but it was pretty average. Get up near the mic. I was trying to do something else for your birthday. I'm good. Sebastian Bach, wish me a happy birthday. I'm good. You know what? Listen. Does anyone out there have any connections with the new Beverly Cinema? Because Is anybody out there? That like anybody there? You got me stinking old old school metal now. Hey, Quentin Tarantino. If Does anybody wonder? You said the tickets were going on sale at 9 a.m. I was on at 9 a.m. Refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Oh! And then... I just gotta know! In that time frame that I was on the podcast, I missed being able to get... Look what I was gonna get get you. 
Oh, shit. It was a double feature. And it sold out just like that. I've been right. literally getting, getting alerts and notifications on my Twitter for when they went on sale. I had everything set. I was sitting here refreshing. It's a uh, bullet in the getaway. Double yeah, it, feature it at Tarantino's yet. movie theater. I came in here, and then by the time I finished doing my bit on it, I, I missed the window. Is that just the only night that they have it? It was the six. It was, those, it was three nights in a row, and they're all sold out. Well, you know something? That's good. The movie theaters are sold out again. It's all right. Tarantino always has great movies showing down there. We can no, go somewhere. Other time. This was this, I saw this like two weeks ago that they were doing this, and I know this was something you would have loved to see. Well, Nia, you blew it. <laughs> you ruined my birthday. Thanks a lot. <laughs> oh, well. I tried. Did you tell him what else I got you? You got me a hat. You got me a blue hat. You got me a gray hat. <laughs> yeah. Sebastian Bach wished me happy birthday. Yes. Your mom got me a cool helicopter T-shirt. No, but what are we doing later this year? Oh, we're going to uh, Vincent Van Beebe. Mm -hmm. Oh, Red Face himself. Van Gogh immersive experience. I went to his, his joint out there in uh, Holland or wherever it was, Denmark. One of those times I was going around. I liked his stuff. Where's my, when is my birthday thing that I have to pick out? I know. It's in December. It's a long ways away. December. December. Long ways. It's sort of a birthday Christmas thing. It was all fucking <laughs> no, sold out. No, 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 no. It's not a birthday Christmas thing. You don't get to combine them. My birthday's. I do get to combine them. My birthday's in June. Christmas is in December. Then I'll just sign up for something and be like, oh, I blew it. I was going to do it. Then I blew here. it. Try to make comedy gold off of this uh, cold podcast. You stink. <laughs> okay, if I'm going to get you something, I deliver. You did. Why don't deliver. you stand outside the movie theater? We'll see if we can scalp some tickets. Come on, I'll give you a fucking. <laughs> I said eight bucks. What do movie tickets go for now? They're $12 at the New Beverly Cinema. That's a bargain to see those two movies. I know. It's really a fucking bummer. I shouldn't have done your silly podcast, even though I gave the people what they wanted, which was like comedy on comedy on comedy. I mean, that whole... Yeah, they're just happy just to hear your ice, voice. Ice hockey bit was, I thought was pretty great. Off the top of the dome. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking ridiculous person. All right, that's I'll it, everybody. Improv, I'll improv right off the dome. You should teach a class how to come in, improv on your husband's podcast, and then fuck up his birthday. That's fantastic. What's your next trick, Nia? You're going to ruin fucking Flag Day for me? You're going to ruin Father's Day for me? Oh, you're shit on I know. You got the whole day. You got the whole day. On Mother's Day, you got the whole damn day. On Mother's Day, what am I going to get? A fucking uh, little tie tack and a, uh, a beard brush? <laughs> Do they make those? All right, that's it. That is the podcast, everybody. That's enjoy it for the podcast, everybody. Thank you so much for joining yes, us. Yes, but enjoy the music picked out by Andrew Themelis, uh, which should be some fucking skid row if we're doing it right. And then uh, there'll be a bonus half-hour uh, footage of a Thursday afternoon just before Friday. Monday morning podcast from uh, a few years ago, whatever. That's how it works. That's it. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, baby. All right. Happy birthday to anybody else's birthday out there. And the rest of you, relax. Your day's coming.
Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, June 10th. 2013. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, you red cunt. Happy birthday to me. Yeah. What's going on? I'm sorry. Just yelled there. I'm excited. This is the first time I've been doing (coughs) been doing this podcast. For six years, and not once, has the po- have the podcasting gods ever graced me with the podcast that actually fell on my birthday. And I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say, despite the fact that there are over 7,458 podcasts on my street alone, uh, that I am the first podcaster to ever host a fucking podcast on his birthday. I'm putting that out there. All right? You can go Wikipedia it, Google it, or do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. I'm telling you, I'm the first one who ever did it. These other guys and women who said that they did it, they're just talking. All right? That's just talk over there. I'm actually fucking doing it. Um, so I don't know what you're thinking right now. You're like, well, Bill, it's your birthday. First question everybody asks, how old are you now? I'm 45. Let me tell you something about the fives for all you youngsters out there. It's not the ones. It's not the twos. It's not the sevens. It's the fives. The fives get you. You know what I mean? 25. You know, 24 kind of scares you, but 25. Fuck. Here we go. Sliding into 30. You know, that's when you're, you're right on top of the fence there, right? The fucking Berlin Wall. You know, which way am I going to fall? Free side or the cunty side? Right? Aging is like, it's like reverse progress. So you would actually, when you get to the fives, you fall back over into fucking uh, post-World War II germ. Oh, I guess from now until for forever is going to be post-World War II, Bill. What, you know what the fuck I'm talking about? Whenever they put up that goddamn wall. When did they put it up? They put it up during uh, Kennedy... Or was it 1948? Or was that Israel? I don't fucking remember. Um, 35 was a bitch. They all suck. I'm not going to lie to you. They all suck. But 35 was a bitch. And now 45. I mean, I'm sliding into 50. Does that even make sense? I'm still doing (laughs) pull-ups. How can I be 45 when I'm still doing pull-ups? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Because when I was a kid... Old people, nobody, actually nobody worked out when I was a kid. Nobody strength. Like, I've never seen my dad try to touch his toes my entire fucking life. i never seen him do a jumping jack. I never saw any of his friends. None of them. They just rolled out of bed, you know, sat on the side of the bed for a second going, Ah, Jesus Christ. Oh, God, I'm tired. And then they get up, brush their teeth. Take a shower, put on some clothes, have bacon and eggs, and go out to work. You know? And then they fucking come home. They walk through the door and be like, all right, all right, call it! Everybody would shut the fuck up, and then they'd sit down, and they eat their fucking beef stew. 
And then they'd go in the living room. They'd sit down in their chair. Ah, Jesus Christ. Fucking tired. What? What'd you do today? Uh, yeah, Billy, listen, I'm, I'm tired, okay? All right, just, just go to your room. Go to your room. You know? And then they'd watch a little bit of TV, right? And within two hours, their, their fucking head was just bad. <laughs> right? And that was their day. There was no working out whatsoever. There was maybe like two people who could do, still do pull-ups at 45 when I was a kid. And it was like Johnny Weissmiller and uh, that guy who did the juicer, who used to dress like Arthur Fonzarelli when he worked on cars on Happy Days. I want two, three o'clock. Um, hey, do you know something? Did I tell you this? I actually, uh, I can't remember because I did that, that quick podcast in the middle of the week. I did an episode of uh, Nick Kroll's show, and I got to work with Ron Howard's dad. And he was, you know, he was in Cool Hand Luke, and he actually told me stories about being in the, uh, I guess he's in, he had a small role, and he's in the last scene where Cool Hand Luke, um, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, <laughs> spoiler alert, all right? Stick your fingers in your ears and go for the next fucking 10 seconds, all right? Because I don't want to hear your shit. Um, and the end of the movie when Cool Hand Luke gets shot in the church. Uh, he's part of the cops, you know, that are taking him out. And then that, what we've got here, that guy says, no, we'll take him from here. He's in that scene. Um, absolutely legendary. And he said they shot it up in Bakersfield, California. So there you go. And the guy was hilarious. I think he was like 85 years old, improv and still sharp as hell. Um, it was awesome. Great, great guy. So thanks to uh, Kroll Show. And Nick Kroll for getting me on, because if he didn't, I wouldn't have had that experience. And please watch the Kroll show, because I think that dude's a fucking genius. There you go. There's my plug for the week. Look at that on my birthday. Hyping somebody else's project. You know what? That isn't right. That isn't right at all. It's very generous. Why are you being a martyr, Bill? Huh? Don't cry for me, fucking Billy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hype something right now. Hey, Bill, nobody's stopping you. It's your stupid podcast. All right. Fucking grumpy cunt. Um, tickets for the Billy Red State Tour are now on sale uh, for a number of the venues. Uh, specifically, uh, my first two dates, one in uh, Boise, Idaho, and the other one in Bozeman. Hope I'm saying that right. Montana, the last state in the union that I've never been to. Um and here's the deal. You know, a lot of East Coast comics like myself, we never travel these states unless we're doing some college gig or some shit, but we usually don't come through here. So it would be great if you guys gave me some wonderful stories to tell all my fucking hilarious comedian friends about where to go to play, you know? Huh, Montana? You want the sensation? The teen idol sensation, Joe fucking DeRosa to grace Big Sky Country. Well, then, God damn it, sell a pair of your Wrangler jeans, <laughs> get off the meth, whatever you got to fucking do, and come down to my show. I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm, I'm just hoping that I'm going to sell tickets out there, what it really is, and I'm nervous that I'm not going to, which is why I'm already trying to guilt you guys into the fact that I'm going to spread rumors that you guys don't like East Coast comics even though I'm a Hollywood sellout out here. 
Um, so anyways, that's the deal. The Billy Red State Tour is coming to a state near you. Make stops in Idaho, Montana, South Dakota, obscure places in Colorado. <laughs> I don't have the dates in front of me. Kansas, Oklahoma, and uh, El Paso, Texas is where it wraps up. And uh, we'd love to see you. I'm working on a badass T-shirt that I'm going to be selling um, and selling only on the on the Red Red State Tour. And, uh, and that's it. All right. There you go. I'm done plugging the shit. So let's get on to this movie that I wanted to see in, until I saw the rating. And now it's fucking annoying the shit out of me is, uh, you know, it's the summer season. You know, there's actually a wonderful movie coming up called The Heat that uh, a certain someone might be in. If you watch the uh, the trailer, The Heat starring Sandra Bullock and Miss Melissa McCarthy, if you guys could hook me up and go buy a movie ticket to that one, uh, that would be tremendous. And, uh, you know, be something that I would enjoy. <laughs> oh, shit. Is it any wonder why they don't have me do press for anything? What the fuck? Brad Pitt. I'm looking this up right now. War Z. What is the name of this fucking movie? World War Z. Oh, there we go. Now, here's a fucking movie. Here's a guy. There's a fucking movie that I wanted to see. Brad Pitt, World War Z, end of the fucking world. Right? There's zombies. There's just shit. The world as we know it will not exist in I don't know how many days. One of the great fucking lines. The kind of line that makes me want to get off my fucking couch you know, put on my slippers, put on a smoking jacket and go down to the local movie theater and take in a picture, right? And then in the end of it, after they show everybody running for their fucking lives, it's the end of the goddamn world. World War Z. What? 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 Is, I don't even know what that is. It was World War One, World War Two. They said, fuck all the numbers right through infinity. Fuck the entire alphabet all the way to the last letter. World War Z. I'm, I'm fucking I'm there. I got to see this shit. And then in the end, what do they do to me? Rated PG-13. Oh, go fuck yourself. All right? And that's not a go fuck yourself to Brad Pitt or the director or anybody else that I'm trying not to burn a bridge with. <laughs> it's a fuck you to the cunts. I know that that was a rated R movie. In fact, I've heard that it was, and they fucking took the knees out of it, and they fucking drag it down into PG-13. All right? I don't give a fuck who you are. If the world is ending and you're getting chased by zombies, you're not running around going, oh, golly gee, oh, heck. Criminies, oh, Jiminy Cricket. And once every 10 minutes you go, oh, shit. You know? You don't. It's the end of the world with zombies. From the beginning... Once they discover the zombies to the end of that movie where they hopefully solve the problem should be a bunch of people. Wait, 85% of the people going, fuck, what the fuck are we going to do? Oh, my God, it's fucking zombies. And then the other 15% should be grabbing them by the shoulders going, for Christ's sake, get a fucking hold of yourself. Right? That should be most of the dialogue in that movie. But now... Now, I don't know why I just said it that way. Now it's it's PG-13. So what are they going to do? What, what, what's going to happen? Are they going to slowly, you know, have some metaphor for why we should not stop using fucking plastic water bottles? Are they going to weave that into the storyline? 
You know, you know, it's funny. I actually tweeted. I have to admit that I hang my head in shame, but I did tweet and I do still consider myself a man. Even saying that out loud. Say it again, Bill. I tweeted. Um, I said zombie movies are rated R. Hashtag World War Z. Right? And most people agreed. So, of course, this one cunt goes, I have to respectfully disagree, said the success of uh, The Walking Dead. That's what he said. Said the success of The Walking Dead. Fucking Twitter hack. It's just like, oh, that, that, that's a great idea. I see that business model. So let me get this straight. I'm going to spend over fucking $100, $150 million of my money making a zombie movie. And I'm going to make it no more fucking crazier than what people can sit at home on their couch and watch. That's what the fuck you're telling me? That's that right there. That's your business model. That makes sense to you. Forget about all the cunts who are going to steal the movie anyways. Or just, man, I'll just wait a few weeks and then I'll watch it on fucking whatever, right? You want to get them out? You want to get them excited, see? To come down and go see the picture. In a big screen. Get themselves some popcorn sitting there with their best gal. Right? You're going to make it, you know, what? Why don't you just make according to Jim's World War Z? You know? No disrespect to Jim or according. Right? I'm just saying, what, what the fuck? What is the purpose? It's like when you go out to your favorite pizza place. If you could make the pizza just as good at home, you, you wouldn't fucking go out there. Or if someone would just show up to your fucking house and step out of your TV and go, here's your fucking pizza, you're not going. Why the fuck would you make a PG-13 zombie fucking movie? Could somebody, for the love of fucking God, explain that to me? They've been doing that lately. All right? Superhero movies should also be rated R. Unless you're doing one of those douchey ones that nobody cares about. All right? But all the other ones, Batman, Captain America, all that shit should all be rated R. Those superheroes are not for kids. Those are for adults who don't know how to fight and want to live through somebody else who actually has a six-pack. That's what those movies are for, I feel. You know? And I actually think that I, I would take – I would actually go – if I ever made a fucking superhero movie, I would go for the NC-17. You know, you remember in Spider-Man when he's hanging upside down and the fucking girl's kissing him? Right? That wouldn't be – he would have been hanging a little bit lower, if you know what I mean. He'd still be upside down, but he would be hanging a little bit lower. Come on, people. Do the math. Somewhere between 68 and 70 is what I'm talking about. All right? That's how that fucking scene would have gone down. Okay? And fuck all these critics who would be like, oh, my God, that's absolutely horrific. Stan Lynch must be fucking rolling over on his futon because they never gave him the money he deserved for creating the character. And I, I would be, I stand by it. I stand by it. This is the Peter Parker that everyone knew existed, but no one wanted to see. You know, he'd be hanging upside down, just thrusting his fucking spider dick right in her mouth. Okay? You know why? Because he's, because <laughs> he's Spider-Man. All right? Half man, half spider, using the power for good. And he still has a day job. Still has a fucking day job. Isn't that great? I mean, what a, what a common man. He's not like Bruce Wayne 
walking around at all these fucking eyes wide shut parties. You know, how many tuxedos does Bruce Wayne own? And how did he make his money? You know? I know all these comic book people are losing their fucking minds because I don't know anything about the backstory about any of these fucking people, and I don't give a shit. All right? How much? What, what did he do? Huh? Did he inherit money when both his parents got shot in the alley? There, there, your parents got killed? Is that what the money he spended? He's never working. He's never at work in any of those fucking movies. It's always going over to the mayor's house. He's a fucking trust fund kid. Peter Parker still works for the school paper or whatever. Huh? Working for fucking Jameson, a guy named after whiskey. All right, that's your guy. And I liked when he wore the black suit, too. I think that that one looked better. You know? And the suit started controlling him. I didn't like that. That made Peter look weak. All right. You know, you know I'm in over my fucking head when I'm, I'm talking about goddamn superheroes here. Um... All right, what are we doing here? 17 minutes in, and it's time. It's time to talk to you about how you can shave better. Hey, everybody, I like, the, I like doing the shaving ones. This makes me feel like the old days, like when you used to watch baseball and everything was about your fucking balls or cologne, right? Or boozing, aqua velva, old spice. Put it on your nuts, right? All right, Dollar Shave Club, everybody. Get a good shave. Getting a good shave can be a real pain in the ash. Searching around through 50 different brands, matching new blades to old handles, bullshit features where your razor doubles as a flashlight, vibrator, toothpick, 20 bucks for a new razor. It's a complete ripoff. I talked to you guys about this. They have the stupid blades locked behind glass, right? Like they're bars of gold. You know, why are people stealing them? Because they're a friggin' ripoff, all right? Friggin', you can tell I'm reading advertising. They're even cursing in this, in the copy here. So to hell with it. It's a fucking ripoff. 20 bucks for a new razor? To hell with that. Go to dollarshave.com to get high-quality razors delivered to your door for just a couple of bucks a month. They, they've made it so simple to get high-quality, 100% guaranteed fucking razors sent on schedule so you never have to think about it ever again. Every month you get a new pack. Every week you change your blade. All right? And it's, it costs a fraction of what you pay at retail. All right, I want, you, I want you to try it. Go to dollarshapeclub.com forward slash burr. You'll get a free sample of Dr. Cavers Easy Shave Butter, which is awesome with uh, your first shipment. Also makes the per- perfect uh, Father's Day gift, the Dollar Shave Club, something he can actually use. All right, would you like to watch TV a little bit better, everybody? Would you like to watch it more efficiently? Well, I got something for you, he says, pointing at you with his freckled index finger. Hulu Plus. Hulu Plus. Um, You've tried streaming hit shows on your PC on Hula.com. Now it's time to start your free trial of exclusive content in your living room and on your mobile devices on Hulu Plus. This is why I love this thing. You can actually watch it on your your smartphone, wherever the hell you go, on your tablet, I believe is what they say. Hey, Bill, why don't you just read the copy? Okay. With Hulu Plus, you get total control to watch thousands of shows – Wherever you, wherever you want, whenever you want. Use Hulu Plus on connected TVs, game consoles, Blu-ray players, Roku, Apple TV, PC, or watch from anywhere on your smartphone or tablet on demand at all times. And with Hulu Plus, you can binge on full seasons. Watch your favorite current shows and even full series runs of classic TV shows. It's endless. 
They got Community, Modern Family, South Park, SNL, Monday Night Raw, The Man Show, Jimmy Kimmel, Family Guy, and more. Hulu Plus is only $7.99 a month. Look at this. You get blades delivered right to your house. You got TV wherever you want. It's unbelievable. But right now, they're offering an extended free trial of Hulu Plus that is only available to the podcast listeners. Take control of your TV. Watching experience, go to the podcast page at BillBird.com and click on the Hulu Plus banner for your extended free trial or go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. Again, the Hulu Plus banner on the podcast page at BillBird.com or go to HuluPlus.com slash Bill. This right here, Hulu Plus, this is the future. This is the way you're going to watch TV. You're only going to watch what you want to watch and you're going to watch it when you want to watch. All righty, there you go. Okay, back to the podcast here. Um... Where the fuck's the fucking podcast, you cunt? Um, oh, here's a question somebody had. Hey, Bilbo Faggins. Now, people, let's try to keep the homophobia down a little bit. Um, he says, I went to see your show in Denmark a couple of years ago. Or a year. I don't fucking remember. Are you going to do some more shows in Europe, preferably in Scandinavia? Thanks. Uh, why, yes. Yes, I am. I'm going to be coming over to Europe in the beginning of December. I'm going to go all Howard Dean here. We're going to start in Ireland. We're going to go over to England. No, we're going to, uh, I'm going to start in Ireland. I I haven't looked at the dates yet, but I imagine I'm going to go to all the places that I've been to before and maybe add another couple of cities, but I'm going, I'm hoping to go Ireland, Scotland, England, Denmark, Norway, Sweden, and Finland again. And, uh, who knows? Maybe I can add something else maybe in, uh, uh, where the hell else could I go? I know if you get too far south in Europe, they start to like more. They, they're still on that Benny Hill shit where they want to yeah, they, they see that shit. They're very into like slapstick and pratfalls. I don't know if that's true. I'm not trying to insult anybody in France, you know, Italy or, or whatever. I heard you can get halfway through Germany, you know. Oh, Amsterdam or Rotterdam or some of those places that I've been to or some other places. Maybe I could do some stand-up, but I'd love to do it. And uh, I'm trying to keep up on what's going on over there, over in Europe. Huh? What's going on over in Europe, everybody? It's time for a new segment called What's Going On in Europe? <clears throat> Delivered by an ignorant American. Well, evidently there's floods in Germany on this river that goes all the way down to the Czech Republic. And they're, they're moving people out and... Uh, that story made me sick to my stomach. Just having water damage in my house, I can't imagine an entire fucking river coming through my house. So my condolences to everybody out there. Uh, Vladimir Putin is getting a divorce from his fucking wife. You know, she doesn't like to be in the spotlight. You know, he likes going out there and lifting up little boys' shirts and blowing bubbles on their stomachs in front of the press. They're just too if They've grown apart. The kids are grown up. They're going their separate ways. I think um, I think Vladimir wants a nice hot piece of ass. You know, like in 2008, they speculated that he was banging some chick um, <clears throat> or was going to marry some chick. And, uh, and I, as far as I could tell, with my ignorance, they put that paper out of business. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to tell you, as fucked up as this country is becoming, it's still way better, you know, because you don't have to deal with stuff like that. Although I am a little disturbed with Obama going to China to be like, well, hey, how do you censor your, your fucking 
How do you censor your people that you're supposed to be doing the right thing for? You know? I don't know. See, and there you go. And that's what's going on in the world. I know what's going on in the world. Turkey, they're having those protests over there. It all started off with a bunch of hippies because they were cutting down the, uh, the, the trees in the park and wanted to put up a strip mall. And all the hippies in Turkey were like, hey, man, that's not cool, man. It started with that shit. And then all of a sudden, everybody just snapped and was like, by the way, you know, fuck the police and all this other shit. I like keeping up on that stuff lately. I've been going to that Al Jazeera, England, English, whatever, which I was saying on the Wednesday, the special one, that I thought that the Al Jazeera, and I know a lot of people listen to that right now, like, what are you, a fucking terrorist? That's what I thought. Because lo- lately I've noticed Al Jazeera's been on, like, your TV, my TV's in, like, hotel rooms, and I'm like, what the fuck do they got this terrorist channel on here for? Um, and for those of you overseas listening to this and laughing, you have to understand that the only thing that we've seen um, unless you seek it out over here is when they would broadcast Americans getting their heads sawed off by, uh, you know, Al-Qaeda. That's the only thing we saw. And the way they would frame it would be like, and they actually televised this on the news channel. So I just assumed that, like, that was like, you know, like Ted Turner has TNT and TBS. I thought Osama bin Laden with that oil money, you know, that was his TNT, like Al Jazeera. <laughs> but uh, I've actually found it really fucking interesting, and it's great to see. Uh, I don't know. It's great to just read about other countries. It's not. It's not. Not you know. It's not what you think it is. And I'm not saying that they don't trash the U.S., but it's kind of <clears throat> interesting to read the criticism to hear their perception of what's going on here. I'm not saying that they're 100 percent right. I'm not saying they're 100 percent wrong. Oh, Bill, we get it. You try to broaden your horizons. So I've been checking out that, and somebody told me also to check out BBC World and uh, whatever. I know they're all full of shit to some extent. They all have their angle. But it's, uh, you know, you know, you get enough angles of shit. Maybe you could stand in the middle of that shit storm and try to make sense of it. I don't fucking know. Um, plus, I'm hedging my bets, and, you know, for when the dollar collapses over here. Hopefully at that point I, c- I can maybe uh, then do a-, a Billy Red State tour over and fucking... I don't know, India? I don't fucking know. Speaking of which, this is another great reason to go to Al Jazeera. Because for those of you Americans who just think it's a terrorist thing, they got some great stories here from around the world that you're not going to hear about. Here's one for you. Referees sentenced for sex bribe in Singapore. A Lebanese lineman pled guilty to accepting sexual favors in exchange for agreeing to fix a football match. (laughs) <laughs> why wouldn't you just get a hooker you know why wouldn't you just get just go look at some online porn good lord go to a bar say hello to somebody how fucking late i mean i i don't understand it i want to see what these guys look like but here's the story three lebanese football players have Play, uh, football referees, sorry, have pl- pled guilty to accepting free sex charges from a gambling-linked global syndicate in return for agreeing to rig a match with a Singapore judge jailing two and deferring sentencing, sentencing for a third. <clears throat> the third guy just got a hand job. Or maybe he was the creep who just liked to watch. Um, a district court judge on Monday jailed assistant referee. Uh, I'm not saying their fucking names. Uh, 
Let's talk about the first name. Ali Abdallah. <laughs> he gave him three months. And then the third referee, Ali, another Ali. Ali, I think, over there, is, that's like somebody named Mike, at least back in the day before they started naming kids Dakota. Um, the assistant referees broke down into sobs when the judge, Lau, Lo Wee Ping, Lo Wee Ping, motherfucker, said uh, they could be freed by later on Monday or Tuesday. After remission for good behavior and due to time already served awaiting their sentences. They, they fucking broke down and cry, cried. All right, let me tell you something. I don't know much. I don't know much about going to prison. But I know you don't want to fucking cry going into prison. I don't think you want to do that. I really don't. Unless maybe they're crying because maybe they, they're just they're putting them into the regular jail with all the fucking rapists and that type of shit. And they got to somehow not get fucked in the ass until Monday or Tuesday. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine the calories you would burn just by stressing that someone was going to fucking rape you in the goddamn booty hole? You know what I mean? I would just think the quivering alone would be like walking on a treadmill at like, you know, 3.1. <laughs> um. I don't even want to get into that. Actually, I, that was a rape joke, right? Is that fucking failed comic turned blogger going to give me shit about it? You know, I did comedy for a minute and wasn't successful. And these are the jokes that I think people should be doing. Did you guys see that thing where Jim Norton uh, was on with that, that blogger person? That was just fucking was hilarious. She was saying that comedy clubs were filled, were basements filled with angry men, and she was coming off as quite angry herself. The whole thing was fucking hilarious. Um, and this is the thing about people who get offended by comedy. I want to see somebody get outside of their own box. You know? I want to see the fat person in the crowd get offended by, I don't know. I don't know what. Pick a, a topic, a different topic. I'm trying to think. Okay, a fat guy get offended by misogynistic uh, material. Have the dog lover, the PETA person, get offended by fucking, uh, uh, I don't know, the rape jokes or whatever. Whatever the fucking joke. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Who goes to a comedy club and takes jokes seriously? Especially as a stand-up comedian. You know what I mean? I, I just, for the life of me, I'll never fucking understand that. I, I don't know. I had the right when I came up to fucking talk about whatever I wanted to talk about. And I failed miserably and I flailed and I made big mistakes and I offended people in the crowd and all of that fucking shit. But that was all part of learning to become a comic. Finding what it is you're supposed to be doing on stage It's part of the learning process. So to try and fucking just cut that off. I don't know. I think it was really just uh, a publicity stunt. You know, when you write open letter to white male comics right there, you, you, how, hard, how much harder could you be trying to be like a lightning rod? Um, I don't know. I, I don't fucking get that. Hey, I played guitar for like six, seven years, and I'm, I'm offended by the chords Eric Clapton is using. <laughs> And if you're listening.
listening to this, you angry blogger. I'm just fucking around. It's just jokes before you get your fucking panties in a goddamn bunch again. But maybe that's what you should do. And then you can get on another talk show and discuss comedy. Um, anyways, plowing ahead. By the way, I thought Jim was great on it. I thought he was fucking, I thought he was tremendous. All right. There we go. What else am I talking about here? Um, you know, I sold lemonade, you know, street side for like three weeks when I was a kid. And, um, I would like to talk to the people at Lipton iced tea about some of the things that they're doing with their iced tea and lemonade. You know, I don't like the Arnold Palmer. I feel that they should be separate. All right. I'm sorry. What am I talking about here? Let's get back to the podcast. All right. Can we do that, Bill, for the love of fucking God? Oh, my apologies to the Chicago Blackhawks, by the way. My apologies to the Chicago Blackhawks. I, I thought the LA Kings were going to beat you guys. I really did. And God damn it. I'm not, don't even act like you didn't age during both of those games since the last time I said that. And I got to tell you, a lot of Blackhawk fans really confident, talking a lot of shit on my Twitter. It's almost as if the Bruins didn't just sweep the fucking uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. I guess that doesn't mean anything to them. I'm impressed with the way that they beat the L.A. Kings. Evidently, they're not too impressed with sweeping the Pittsburgh Penguins. And by the way, did anybody watch uh, the um, after the Bruins won? Did anybody watch uh, the Sidney Crosby press conference? That dude would not give it up to the Bruins on any fucking level whatsoever. They would be like, you know, you were held scoreless. You had zero points through four games in a playoff game. That's never happened to you ever in the history of your being the Wayne Gretzky of right now. Why do you think that was? And he's just like, I don't know, you know. Uh, I don't know, it was weird. It was like, uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know. They go, do you think it was the goaltending on the other team? He's like, nah, nah that wasn't it. Yeah, I don't think so. Wasn't the... Uh, Goaltending, we uh, had our opportunities and uh, just wouldn't go in. What do you think? Because maybe they, they blocked the shots and they, they were playing good. No, that wasn't that. Wasn't that either. Then what was it, Sidney? I actually respected it on some level that he was such a competitor that he was still competing with the Bruins even though the series was over. He just would not give them credit on any fucking level for completely disrupting his game. Four straight games in a row. You know? I mean, I'm... Look, I was as dumbfounded as anybody that we swept them. But, I mean, I didn't have any questions at the end. The, the answers to all of those questions were sitting on the other bench. And uh, and he didn't give it up. He didn't give it up. But you know what? Dude, by the way, how many teeth did that guy fucking lose, man? Holy shit. That guy is like... What is that? It was 1-16 to 16 up top, 17-32 to 32 on the bottom. Halfway between 17 and 32, we'll say that's like numbers 25. He lost like teeth number 25, 26, 27, and at least 28, if not 29. He's lost either four or five fucking teeth right down the bottom, man. Jesus Christ. Did you guys ever see that? Like, you want to talk how tough hockey players are? And I include Sidney Crosby in that as much as I call him the pouty-lipped Cub Scout. That fucking dude took a slap. I mean, somebody, I forget. I can't remember who 
The puck deflected off somebody's stick and caught him right in the fucking face. Broke his jaw and knocked out. It looks anywhere from three to five teeth. They literally flew out of his mouth. And the fucking dude gets up and skates off the ice with the trainers. And, uh, you know, I guarantee you, within five days he was skating again. I don't know. I could never do that. So anyways, so here we are, the original six. The original six are in the Stanley Cup. We got an original six for the first time since 1979 when the Montreal Canadian French Cubs were playing uh, the the New York Rangers. Um, So I'm really excited about that. This is great for hockey, and I think it's going to be a great series. And, uh, you know, I actually watched those last two games, and – I want to see if Brian Billick and Lu, and Milan Lucic are out on the ice at the same time. That's going to be fucking unbelievable because those are two of the biggest dudes in the league. And uh, it's I think it's going to be a fucking awesome series. And I hope it doesn't go six. I want this thing to go seven. I hope it's going to be a classic. Like I said, the NHL is going to be on the cover. And the NHL playoffs are on the cover of Sports Illustrated under the headline, The Best. And it's a, just a great time for hockey. And if they had, there's a great, you know, Stanley Cup final, you know, maybe they'll get a little more respect. And uh, and obviously, of course, I want my Bruins to win. And I'm thinking about going to a game. I might go in Chicago. You know, I already went to a playoff game when I was back in Boston. And plus, I love those Chicago jerseys, the red ones. I think those are one of my favorite ones in the league. And I want to go there. And, uh, and I won't be a cunt. I'm not going to show up with my Bruins shit. I'm just going to sit there stoically and uh, when the Bruins score and hopefully win the fucking game, you know, I won't do anything to get the shit kicked out of me. And I'll go back to my rented fucking Chevy Malibu and I'll drive back to fucking O'Hare and that'll be it. And I'll have that experience. Speaking of experiences, it is my birthday, everybody. And I want to thank everyone who wished wish me a happy birthday. And... Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, people are, uh, you know, my friends and family in life were asking me, uh, you know, what I wanted for my birthday, and I told all of them nothing. Look at me. Don't buy me anything. Just like Jimmy and uh, and Goodfellas. All right? I've learned something through the water damage that I had in my house when I took everything out of my fucking closets in these couple of rooms. I have so much fucking shit that I have not used or even looked at. In, in years. And uh, I already gave away my Fran Tarkington jersey. I know some people were asking whether it was still available. I gave that away. And I gave it away to the first guy. Um, I read like I read like 20 emails before I got to this guy. And he actually brought up like Alan Page, Jim Marshall, Carl Eller, Paul Krause, Chuck Foreman, Fred Cox. Right? Back when men were named after dicks. You know? And... Um, he knew all that shit, so I said, "Fuck it, I'll give it to, to give it to that person." Um, and if the person who has it is listening, please take a picture of yourself in the jersey, send it to me. I'll put it up on the podcast page if you want. If you want a little uh, little fucking shout out, or and actually, we'll stop people from suggesting that I would say that there's a giveaway when there is no giveaway. So, anyways, um, yeah, I don't want any more shit. I'm not buying any more sports T-shirts because I get sentimental value. And I can't fucking throw them out. And uh, from here on out, I'm just buying those Malcolm Young solid color fucking T-shirts. And when they wear out, I throw them out because they don't mean shit to me. 
And uh, no, I got to do it, man. I, I got to fucking get rid of all my goddamn shit. So today, what I'm doing for my birthday is I think I'm going to go to the gun range and I'm going to go drive out into the desert. One or the other. Um, one or the other. I don't know if I'm going to go over the gun. I usually go over the gun range with somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> I don't like going over there by myself and just renting a gun. But I got to tell you, it's oddly fucking relaxing. Who's kidding who? I'm 45 fucking years old. What? I'm not going to do shit for my birthday. All right? I'm doing my goddamn podcast, and I might go drive out to the desert because I just want, I always wanted to do that because I'm a nerd. All right? That's it. Okay, so here we go. Here's the uh, here's some questions for this week. Um, oh, Casino Carpets. This says part three, the final answer. Oh, this is like a trilogy, like one of those spaces. You know what? Now I feel bad that I fucking came down on that girl who's fucking blogging and the shit, calling her a failed comic like I fucking know. You know what it is? If she's still fucking listening, if somebody gives her this part of it, you know what it really is, is... I just can't believe a fellow comic would fucking attack. I, I just can criticize it with, with that angle. You know what I mean? To shrink it down and make it smaller. I, I just, it just blows my fucking mind. I'm just disappointed. Disappointed, I guess, is more the word. The shit I said before I said out of fucking anger. I didn't mean that shit, but it's just fucking... You know what I mean? I've been doing this shit 21 years, and I'm still learning stuff. I don't know shit about the art. There's no fucking way I would go on television and start, you know, criticizing other fucking comments. And not to mention, like, this whole fucking thing, like, there's all these rape jokes being told is just so fucking inaccurate. Like, you just walk into a comedy club, and everybody's rape, 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 rape. Like, I'm trying to think. The only person I can actually think of... The only rape joke that I that really stands out that I remember was Jim Norton. He did a he did a hilarious one. He was talking about uh, going to prison, and somebody said, "Jim, would you uh, you think you'd get raped if you went to prison?" He goes, "He goes, look at me. I would get raped on the bus ride on, in the way into prison or something like that." I butchered the joke, and it was funny. So I I don't know. I I just think you know the last thing stand-up needs is for fellow comics to be fucking trying to mold it into what the fuck they as an individual think it should be. That just That's just beyond me. <clears throat> why did I get into this shit? I don't fucking know. You know why? Because it bugs me. All right, here we go. Casino Carpets Part 3, the final answer. Billiam Wallace, I installed carpet for six years. That guy was only half right. Oh, that, that was the guy last week who claimed that the carpeting is actually really expensive and it's a really high quality. And uh, so I guess it's easier to clean or something. I can't even what the fuck he said. Jesus Christ. He said, yes, the casino carpets are a commercial grade carpet. Yes, they last a long time, um, but they aren't crazy colors and designs because it makes the carpets last longer. The colors and design are a to hide stains. When you spill a big strawberry margarita on a solid blue carpet, the, st- the stain will be plain as day. With wacky designs and colors, you can't spot a spilled drink. Oh, cool. B, it hides the seams of the carpet. Carpet comes in 12 or 15-foot-wide rolls. Commercial carpets are usually 15. That means for every 15 feet in width, you will have a full seam. 
Um, if it was a solid color, you would see a straight line in the carpet for the entire length of the room. The colors and design breaks up the seam like camouflage. Well, there you go. Love the podcast. Come to Tulsa sometime and go fuck yourself. Oh, thank you. Um, I am coming to Tulsa on the Billy Red State Tour. All right. Ex-defense minister from Canada speaks out about, speaks, uh, speaks about, see, now this is, now once again, not my fault. This person writes, ex-defense minister from Canada speaks about, out about aliens. Out about aliens or speaks out about aliens? Or does he speak about out about aliens? See what I'm saying? This isn't always me. All right. Bill, love the podcast. Free laughs every week. Uh, They're much appreciated. Yada, yada, yada. Uh, I thought you might like this link as you're a big conspiracy theory. A big conspiracy theorist, you mean? He said it's the former Canadian defense administrator. No, Canadian defense minister giving some bold claims about several species of aliens living among us and actually working with elements in the government. Uh, Not only that, but a shadowy... Cabal, C-A-B-A-L, Cabal, I don't know, comprised of the Council on Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergers, the Trilateral Commission. That should add a hyphen in it, you cunt. The International Banking Cartel, uh, the oil cartels, members of various intelligence organizations, the select members of the military, one world government, check it out. Sir, the last thing I'm going to do is look at this. I'll put the link up there. Ah, fuck it. I'll look at it right now. This shit just freaks me out and makes me depressed because there's nothing I can do about it. Okay, now how is this going to help me, sir, if I find out there's actually aliens living among us talking to international bankers? You know? Am I going to come walking in, bursting into their meeting like the end of a feel-good movie? You know? Like, hey, man. The people have spoken, and they like me. All right, here we go. I I got it right here. Uh, Canada's former Minister of National Defense, Paul Haler, testifies at the citizens' hearing on disclosure. Where the fuck am I? Last month in Washington, D.C., that aliens are living among us and that it is likely at least two of them are working with the U.S. government. This guy sounds like he's out of his fucking mind. Uh, let's 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 kind of flip the script here. Let's say you're an alien. All right, whoever's listening to this still who believes in aliens, who isn't blogging about my reaction to the blogger, um, and you go to you go to another fucking solar system, another galaxy, whatever the fucking terminology is, and you land there. Okay, what are you gonna do? Other than try and get blended in, blend in so people don't chop your fucking alien head off. Like, how exactly did this fucking alien get infiltrate the government? This is like Mr. Smith goes to Washington. The alien just lands and just goes, okay. Uh, right. I mean, how come he didn't do this in Argentina? He picks the United States, goes right into fucking Washington, D.C., Walks into the Capitol building as somebody's filibustering so they can't make an electric car or whatever. Comes right out on the House floor and then does what? You know, security comes up, tries to shoot him, and he just puts his hands up and their guns turn into like chocolate bars or fall to the ground. And then for some reason, everybody in their suits doesn't scramble and freak the fuck out 
You know? No, it, it, you just fucking walk out there and say, hey, what's going on? Relax, relax, relax. It's a simple technology that you guys will discover if you become friends with me. How to turn a fucking gun into some melted shit that uh, doesn't let people shoot you. I am from the planet Zoltar, right? <laughs> it always begins with a Z. How, how does that work? Like if you were a fucking alien and you went to another goddamn planet, exactly, I guess, okay, you'd be like, all right, if there's a bunch of different nations, which one seems to be running shit? I got to chop the head off. And you're just going to walk, you and, you and a buddy, two of you, going to walk in fucking arm in arm and do what? Yeah, hey, listen, uh, I think just the simple fact that we're, we were able to get here, you know the kind of f- firepower that we're capable of. Um, for some fucking reason, we want to take over this planet or we want you guys to do shit the way we feel that th- it should be done. Who would want that fucking headache? I, I, don't, I don't know that I believe this shit. Anyways, he believes... What, Hellier, whose beliefs on extra life, extraterrestrial life and USO, UFOs are well-established, made the statements at the non-governmental hearings chaired by six former U.S. Com- congressmen and aimed at, according to the event's website, doing what the U.S. Congress had failed to do for 45 years... Seek out the facts surrounding the most important issue of this or any other time. Evidence pointing towards an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race. All right. You know what? Even I have my limits when it comes to that type of shit. All right. I don't think that's the most pressing thing. I would say uh, us fucking up the environment, world population, and that type of shit. It's a little more. Unless you want to throw more people from other galaxies also living here. Do, do they drink bottled water too? <laughs> All right, here we go, people. E-voice. All right, e-voice is the reason why you're going to make more money in 2013. When your customers call, you'll have your own toll-free number. Professional greeting, dial-by number, name, directory, and more. You'll sound like a Fortune 5 company even though you're still in your cubicle and blow away your competitors. E-Voice lets you give out one number that rings wherever you are. The beach, the bar, doesn't matter. You sound like you're at the office. You got to go to evoice.com and use the promo code Bill. E-Voice even takes all your voicemails, transcribes them, and sends them to you instantly as a text or an email. So you can check voicemails before the meeting ends and not look rude. E-Voice is only 10 bucks a month. Right now, listening to my podcast, you can get a free trial of E-Voice for 30 days. Stop what you're doing. Hit pause. Stop listening to this podcast right now. Set up your e-voice and free trial and uh, see what I'm talking about. It's a great way to support my podcast and an easy way to make more money this year. Go to evoice.com, promo code Bill. That's evoice.com, promo code Bill. Or just go to the podcast page on billbird.com and click on the e-voice banner right now. Okay. The man great system, everybody. This Father's Day. Think the man great. What is the man great, you ask? They are 100% made in America. Cast iron grilling grates that are revolutionizing the way people grill. Heavy-duty grilling grates deliver exactly what you need to achieve that perfect steakhouse flavor. Chicken steak or veggies will never have tasted so good. No more flare-ups. No more dry meat. Guaranteed. Named one of 2012's best grilling accessories by Men's Health magazine. Man grates are the, the perfect gift for dad this Father's Day. How do you get them? Well, you go to mangrate.com and enter the coupon code BURR, B-U-R-R, 
for their 1999 Father's Day special or click the Man Great banner on the on the show website. Sorry. 100% made in America, cast iron, 100% steakhouse quality grilling in your backyard. Remember, each Monday morning podcast order comes with a heavy-duty grilling brush. Again, that's the Man Great Grill Enhancement System. Order today, mangreat.com, mangreat.com, and enter the coupon code BURR at the checkout. And last but certainly not least, LegalZoom. America was built by innovators and dreamers, people like Nikola Tesla, Preston Tucker, and Thomas Crapper. (laughs) But it's the inventors and entrepreneurs all around us, people like you that make America such a great country. This month, LegalZoom.com celebrates innovators, inventions, and people who want to get out of their jobs by helping you launch your own dream. Apply for a patent to to secure your invention. Hang in there, Bill. You can do it. Uh, Register your trademark to protect your product and services. Incorporate or form an LLC and launch your business dream. Just call or visit LegalZoom.com, and they'll take care of you from start to finish. They've already helped about a million businesses get started right. Celebrate innovations with LegalZoom, and for a limited time, get a special price on trademark copyright, and patent applications by using the referral code BURR, B-U-R-R, at checkout. Protect your creations and launch your dream at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom can provide self-help services at your specific direction, or they can connect you to an attorney, uh, but they're not a law firm. Don't forget to use that referral code BURR, B-U-R-R. All right, there you go. Here we are winding down the final minutes of the podcast. Let me close this right here. I don't want to save that. Oh, fuck. This happens every goddamn week. Older. All right, here we go. Next letter. This letter is about an older lady. Um, I'm a 29-year-old guy. And for the last two years, I have been seeing an incred- incredibly amazing woman that is 13 years older than me. And you know what? It's not going to work out, sir. Because you're 29 and she's fucking 42. You know, that doesn't seem to work out. Women can do that. For some reason, they can do it. You know, didn't you learn anything with Ashton Kutcher? It ain't going to happen. You know, when you're 37, she's going to be 50. Come on. 37, you can still pull a 27-year-old. You're coming home to her, right? She's starting to get hot flashes. She's taking Geritol. I mean, it's it's not going to work. I'm sorry. Let me continue. She's sexy, fun, and we share a lot of common interests. We talked about what direction our relationship was going to take very early on, and we decided that keeping it casual was the way to go. Smart move. Smart move. Now, what does taking it casual mean? That means I fuck you once every six weeks in my birthday. My birthday. In my my (laughs) – why did I say birthday? In my book. You know what it is? It's my birthday, and I want to get on with it. I want to go drive out to the desert. That's what it was. Uh, We didn't commit to each other in any official sense, but neither of us saw anyone else. Well, Jesus Christ, now you're going to catch feelings for her. Over the two years, I fell in love with her. There you go, and wanted to commit so we could make a real go of it. I fucked up, though. I never confessed those feelings to her. I was afraid of things eventually hitting a wall because of the age difference, so I felt safer not telling her. She recently told me she has wanted the same things I do this whole time, but she has now met someone closer to her own age 
promising the real relationship I never gave her. I believe she has feelings for me, but thinks this is the best choice for her. What do I do? Do I stand up and fight for what I want? Consequences be damned, or should I let her go and accept that age difference is an un- insurmountable problem? On a side note, I've been in many relationships. I know myself well enough to know the difference between love and infatuation. Well, then if you know the difference, I would go for what you want. Okay? As an outsider, I would say let her go. Um, and even though you know the difference between love and infatuation, do you want to have a family, sir? You know, because if you do, you need to marry this girl in a week and start pumping out the fucking kids because she's already 42. Are you ready to do that? Because if you're not, you got to let her go. All right? That's all I got to say. I'm sorry. That's all I got on that one. All right. Wife not down with, a, with, the, with nose job. Wife not down with nose job. All right. Dear Billy Boy, love the podcast, love the stand-up. Thanks for that. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for, uh, thank you for typing that. Um, he goes, I'm a 31-year-old guy. I'm happily married to a usually supportive wife. I've never been too much of a self-conscious person, but ever since I was a teenager, if there was one thing I could change about my physical appearance, it would be my nose. It's a little big and has a bump on the ridge. Uh, now, okay, he said, ref- reference the profile on Nikolai Tesla <laughs> or the ruler Constantine to get the idea. Obviously, a giant nose with, the se- with severe acne was immediate fuel for insult through junior high school for the hordes of 14-year-olds. I vowed that one day... Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm just the fucking worst here. I vowed that one day I would get a nose job to boost my self-esteem. Well, I am now in a position where I can pay to have the surgery. Um, I used to ask my wife a few years back what she thought about it, and she said that if it makes me happy, then do it. However, now that I am closer to having, one, having it done, she seems to have changed her mind. She says that she, could, she couldn't get used to seeing me look different and isn't sure if she'll like the, uh, the way the remodeled me looks. I'm disappointed because I really want to have it done and wish she would be supportive. The thing is, my wife is a self-conscious person, and I'm worried that on a small level, she thinks that the new me will be more attractive and warrant the attention of more females. This is not, what I'm, this is not why I'm doing this. I just want to feel better about myself. What should I do? Thanks for your help. Uh, all right, back up for a second. You said your wife is self-conscious and you're worried that on a small level she thinks the new me will be more attractive and warrant the attention of more females. As much as you say this isn't why you're doing this, I think that's why you're doing it subconsciously. You know, I think that that's your thought and you're putting it on your wife. You have to understand. You got to understand this, all right? Your nose, all right? That's like the uh, that's the hub of your face, Okay. If you add or subtract to that, you're really changing what you look like, okay? And every chick out there saw Dirty Dancing, and they all saw what the lead of that movie did. She got a nose job, and I thought she was fucking adorable in that movie. I thought she was beautiful, you know? I never, I could never get through the fucking movie, but uh, I thought she was hot. And then she got her nose job, and I, it was like, ah, oh, what did you do, you know? Look, dude, your, your fucking nose makes you unique. That's You, you should stick with it. Stay with it. I mean, I, I don't know. To get a nose job because people teased you when you were 14, you're better than that, all right? And you're with your wife. She loves you for who you are. You know, 
I, I, I um, listen, dude. I mean, it's your it's your call in the end, but they don't exactly have those things down to a science. You know what I mean? At this point, plastic surgery, it's like shooting threes. You know, most of them, uh, and most of them don't go in. <laughs> but when they do, the crowd goes crazy. So there's a chance that you could come out with the nose you want, but more times than not, I think it's going to, if you know, you want your nose to fucking clang off the front of the rim, or even worse, shoot a fucking air ball and splat on the fucking hardwood. Um, I would never recommend plastic surgery, but dude, I I know what you're, uh, I know what you're going through. This shit about myself. I don't like that. I'm fucking losing my hair. And believe me, every time those hair commercials come on, I fucking sit there and look at them and go, should I, should I? And then I always say, I'm not gonna, but I never rule it out that I wouldn't do it. I just keep waiting. Cause every five years it gets better and better and better. Like how it looks at this point. Now they can just vacuum the hair out of the back and just fucking plant it up front. Um, as opposed to having the scars and the hair plugs and having that shit. That, but I, I still, for some reason, I'm not going to do it. Um, I don't know why. And I don't know why. I think about it because I think, like, I can guarantee you this. If women went bald, they would all get fucking hair. They would all have hair plugs in one generation, and then they would all have that type of thing. And it always makes me laugh when women make fun of guys that get like a hair transplant, like, oh, my God, as they sit there wearing makeup, you know, high heels on, and everything about them is to fucking enhance, you know, their looks. Um, but then also I get why they don't like it, you know, because I think what they're attracted to is different. Obviously, they don't want to have some troll of a man, but uh, I think that they, they may, sir, this might come back to you. They want you to be a fucking man and be comfortable with yourself. Go out there and swing a goddamn axe and bring some fucking lumber in for the fire. You know? They don't want to sit there watching you looking at yourself in the mirror going, look at this. Look at my nose. I just don't like how my ears look. You know? I don't know. I this this My advice would be I would think long and fucking hard. All right? And... You told me to look at that picture of, like, Tesla and Constantine, however the fuck you say their names. Uh, why don't you go look up that chick before and after who was in uh, Dirty Dancing, which is an asshole thing for me to do because I'm sure she had a lot of trauma over that. Now I'm going to fucking restir the pot. Um, but, yeah, and then you, you'll probably be like, well, that was a nose job from fucking 23 years ago, and I feel like rolling the dice then. By all means, go for it. But, uh why don't you do before and after? Take a picture of your nose standing to the side like the mug, mugshot photo. Give me a forward and to the side and then forward to the side in the end. And this is the deal. If you give me a before and I never get an after, then I know what happened. I'm trying to think. What, what was one of the songs from Dirty Dancing? Was that that? I had the time of my life and I'm dancing with Patrick Swayze. He has really tight slacks, and his hair is done better than mine. Um, outros. How hardcore was Patrick Swayze? The guy had cancer. He's like, yeah, I'm still smoking. Go fuck yourself. That dude went out like a man. You know? He really did. So did Saddam Hussein to take a total left-hand turn. 
All right. I can tell you right now, if people are about ready to hang me. All right. And I, and I was ref- I would definitely accept the hood. Please put the hood over my face. so You can't see me blubbering inside of it. He said, no, I don't want the hood. He stared down. Everybody was talking shit. Eh, fuck you. Go fuck yourself. Your mother's a whore. And they put the rope around his neck. And furthermore, I said, your grandmother's mother's a cunt. I spit on you. And that was it. <laughs> um, all right. Outros. Oh, here's the outros here. All right. I guess the show is over. Once again, everybody, uh, a couple of things. If you'd like to buy a hard copy version of my DVD for you old school people, you can now do that at BillBird.com. You can also download it. Um, or you can come out to one of my shows and I'll autograph it for you. Um yeah, and if you'd like to donate to this podcast and the Wounded Warrior Project, go to Amazon.com. No, go to the Amazon.com banner on the podcast page of my website. Click on the son of a bitch. Go to Amazon. Buy whatever the hell you want. Doesn't change the price. They kick me a little. Uh, thanks for sending them here. And then I pass it on some of it, 10% of it, on to uh, the Wounded Warriors Project. All right? So that's it. Okay, now that the show's over, don't forget us to uh, support our sponsors. Go to, uh, go to set up the free trial of eVoice. Join thousands of entrepreneurs who use their eVoice personal receptionist 24-7. Right now, get eVoice for 30 days. Go to eVoice.com, promo code Bill. That's eVoice.com, promo code Bill. Um, and Hulu Plus, as I mentioned, start watching TV. Your favorite shows right now. Go to the podcast page at BillBird.com. Click on the Hulu Plus banner for your extended free trial or huluplus.com slash bill. And finally, sign up for Dollar Shave Club forward slash burr. Makes a great Father's Day gift. You get high-quality razors sent to your door every month for a fraction of the cost. Um, And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. That is it. That is the podcast for this week. Please watch the Stanley Cup Finals if you get a chance. Also, I'm rooting for the Spurs. I'm rooting for the Spurs against the Miami Heat. I'm doing that. You got to do it. Okay? You got to do it. Fundamental basketball. You know, every white guy wants that to win, you know, because that's the best we can bring. Fundamental basketball. There's never been a white Dr. J. It just hasn't. You know, there's been some white guys we can grow afros. There's been a, been a couple of white guys that, you know, can jump a little bit, but it's just, you know, we're pick and roll guys. <laughs> So um, who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. I think the inevitable, but I'm hoping the Spurs are going to win. And not even just because that silly shit that I was just saying about white guy basketball. I just love, you know, you got to love when the underdog wins. Speaking of which, the Bruins have got to be the underdog against the uh, the Blackhawks, considering the first two games are in Chicago. Isn't that right? Um, Who knows? Check it out or uh, go check out Sports Illustrated and read up on some hockey. Maybe you can get involved in this series. It's a great game. That's it. That's the podcast. Go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week.